Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. With the Mario Brothers and plumbing's a game, we're not like the others who get all the fame. If your sink is in trouble, you can call us on the double. We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games, hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My to- my name is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, the nerves. The nerves have got to him. <laughs> my, uh, um, stop looking at me. My name is Tommy Daslow, and with me as always... It's Ben Vanell here. Tommy, not messing up a single word in my own introduction, and joining me mm. on the other end of the table is... My Tommy. Is Adam? Ah, no, yes, 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 it's spreading. Uh, yeah, it's contagious. <laughs> it is really weird. I actually, what? Jesus oh, Christ! I recorded another podcast last night, Ooh Spooky, which is another podcast I do in real life. Mm-hmm. Mm. And this, so this is the second podcast I'm doing in real life again after a month or whatever. It's been yeah. more than more than a month, I think. Two yeah. Months, Nearly yeah. two, yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. And it still feels weird. Yeah. We're back in the same room. <laughs> They've eased restrictions a bit here in Victoria. Mm. We're we're allowed to gather with up to five. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we've got two guests here. <laughs> it's Mario and Luigi. Yeah. Thank oh, yeah. <laughs> you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> but did Which you Which one f- was that? <laughs> Hey, I'm a Luigi. Okay. That's the other one. They were fucking. Those were both pretty good. Yeah, I've had a lot of yeah. time in isolation to practice my my <laughs> mirror talking, so I could get myself off over my Nintendo <laughs> characters like normal. How did you find uh, recording in the same room last night? It's it's, it's weird. weird. It's weird mm. to get back. It was weird because it's like the constant evolution of this whole mess is that you just start getting used to something yeah. and then it changes again. Mm. And for all the faults with recording over Zoom and how difficult it was to get used to, just had gotten into a bit of a rhythm with it. Yeah. And then now I'm sitting here and I'm realising I can't just I can't just minimise you guys and open up another browser <laughs> yeah. window if I yeah. get bored and start yeah. start looking around at Facebook. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I, I'm not sure I'm a fan of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nox and I just did uh, our first Twitch stream last night, mm. which twitch.tv slash filthycasualspod, jump on board. And through it, we found the best video chat software in the world. It was like, finally, a, a, a lag-free way to do the podcast. It's existed for years, too. Yeah. ICQ is fucking old. It was yeah. around before, I think, like fucking HTTP kind of internet oh, or WWW right. internet. I don't know the difference. I shouldn't speak out of my ass because I don't know anything about the history of technology <laughs> right. here in this episode that we're doing about <laughs> 80s video game. But fuck me, it was way better. Yeah, it was so good. Than Zoom and shit. But yeah, useless now because we're obligated to meet up in real life again. We can go back if we want, I suppose. We could. Yeah. 
It's yeah. nicer for the vibe, though. And yeah. it's nice yeah. to see you guys. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of HTTP uh, web addresses. Where is this going yeah. to go? I guess I can. You ever been to Pornhub.com? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty you guys, good. <laughs> while you guys were doing your Twitch stream last night, mm. I was uh, I was enjoying in a bit of, um, you know, eased restriction socialising mm-hmm. with a couple of friends of mine. And uh, a friend of mine... I guess I can say the name of the company because it's it's pretty crucial to the story. She works at a company called Dot Design. Okay. And she told me they were having a meeting or her housemate was telling me she had overheard this girl having a meeting mm. with <laughs> her pretty, colleagues. How many different ways can you design a dot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Why don't we make it purple? <laughs> Talk about it. essentially trying to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but they were having a me- – she, she overheard her housemate who works with Dot Design having a meeting about trying to come up with a new website domain. Right. And so it's just literally th- this group of people standing like they're all going mad <laughs> because it's people sitting there going, what about – www dot dot no dot can't like (laughs) (laughs) fuck how would you do that it almost seems like a name for you just shouldn't have called the business that like you have to think like slogan I got a slogan pitch dot design it's the best in design, full stop. There you go. Oh, right? that's pretty good. Yeah. What's your website? <laughs> www.ellipsis.com. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah, there's no way to, to do that well. Fuck, that makes me worried about my new company, HTTP colon slash W slash slash. <laughs> All spelt phonetically. Yeah. Yeah. Question mark, exclamation mark. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's cool. Man, yeah, I don't... I, I guess... It, it, it is nice to be back in, in, in real life mm. seeing people again. But beyond even this being recorded, the last two even social interactions that I've had, the only ones that I've had over a long period of time yeah. are, are also on record, which is an, a strange feeling too. Yeah. I mean, we talked for a bit before we did this, but it, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> weird going back to, in quotes, normal or to adjust to whatever this, they're fucking calling it the new normal is mm. and whatever. Yeah. So, There's going to be a lot of adjustment coming up yeah. and, uh, yeah, we're obviously very lucky in uh, our country. I think you know mm. we we've we've done all totally. right with it compared yeah. to a lot of other places in the world. So yeah. obviously, if you listen to this in a part of the world where things are still pretty gnarly and you're not able to socialize, uh, our thoughts are with you. Mm. Our hearts go out to you. But yes. it's uh, and if it helps, you know we feel weird about doing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. I I. I, I Took for granted how good it was to not have to go to anything. <laughs> That's the big People thing. People are going to start inviting you to shit again and you're going to have to <laughs> I find know. excuses. Well, I think we'd all gotten used to the, a part of getting used to the, the as annoying as it was to do it over Zoom. It was kind of nice that it's like literally just have to get ready yeah. two minutes before yeah. 3 p.m. And then once it's done, you're just in your house, you're back. And all of a sudden, we were talking about this the other day, mm. having to factor in there's like an extra element now where you've got to factor in driving to and from yeah. one of our houses. Um, you know, Adam's been pretty keen to get out of his house. He doesn't drive. <laughs> so one of us, little Lord Fontelroy style, has to deliver you to and from yep. the uh, the Knox the Knox Towers every yeah, time we it's record. Like we're divorced parents. <laughs> 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 All right, you got Adam today. I'll yeah. bring him round. Yeah. Very different experience for me too, though, as well, to not be able to just roll out of bed 
no pants on and start mm-hmm. recording. You were very judgmental about my decision to continue <laughs> not wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> talking about upholstery and ruining and whatever you were saying. We were walking to my car and there was a surgical mask just lying on the yeah. ground covered oh. in mud and I said, do you want to pick that up and put that on if you're going to get into my car? <laughs> it's just good to be back doing IRL gags with the boys. <laughs> I missed the old, the visual gag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you couldn't get any better. A surgical mask lying in the gutter. Oof. It was, I mean, it was a real gift from the comedy guy. It was like, my mind was racing. What am I going to do with this? <laughs> well, we've lost one of the visual gags that we could do for the past two months. No more, I'm just going downstairs, boys, and mm-hmm. then going slowly out of the frame of the video. Yep. Yeah, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> I'll miss that. I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, no more funny backgrounds. What What do you think you'd be oh, doing yeah. on Zoom right now if we were <laughs> reminiscing about Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> it's demented stuff. <laughs> Is this brain damage? Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, to an extent. But, hey, it's nice to be back in the old podcasting studio, Mm. talking in the same room with each other Mm. for this auspicious occasion of the late 80s in video games. Yeah. What a time to have been alive Mm. long before any of this. Before Zoom, are you talking about... Yet to be relevant hero Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes, He's the only yes. thing I know that zooms so far. Yeah, it's yeah. me, 1987 man. He's probably a rabbit at this point. So, you know, yeah. Seager are kind of oh, cooking right. him up as a. Then they're trying to think of a competitor to Mario. He's still and he was slow a rabbit at, at this one point. point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they haven't even decided on him being quick. They haven't decided on a speed yet. <laughs> Medium. Just going mm. back and forth. Hmm, what if he's like, he tiptoes? The late 80s were fast moving though. It was interesting. Look, looking up all the, you know, stuff that, and whatever, and you can tell probably from the last episode, we're doing a loose history here. This yeah. is this yep. is fast and happy. This is what you need to know. There's yeah. a lot of younger people listening to the show who just literally don't know any of the history of video games. Mm. This is a, a cliff notes. This is a, yeah. I wish that I'd have ever gotten a cliff notes on what the fuck cliff notes were i never knew that cliff notes was like a brand of book that they put out a summary of of more complicated things Mm. oh is it is it the brand i thought it was is it the brand brand. that's become the term i think so i think it's like kleenex or xerox Uh, or whatever there was one i used to use during uni called spark notes and it was online it was it wasn't a physical book um, you didn't write as many essays (laughs) hastily as i did not i I, no i well i never i the cliff notes I used was a brand called bullshitting. Yeah. That was a very, very helpful technique because one thing that you learn if you do, which I I studied texts at uni as well. Mm -hmm. I did like Mm -hmm. arts sort of things and everything that they will ever get you to study has exactly the same themes. You can just rewrite it. it. They're always the same. Oh, it's about the human experience. Yeah, oh, okay. it's about isolation and loneliness and like, oh, good. I'm learning about the fucking that. But, um, yeah, I'd never needed it, but we'll we'll give you a run over of the the last. Uh, I'm look. This is like what the actual formative point of modern video games. The it late is. 80s. Yep. Yeah, the yeah. early 80s was a lot of like, oh, we're fucking figuring it out. Maybe Sonic's a rabbit. Mm-hmm. But then in the late 80s, genres that are still around to this day are made Born. up. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, we talked last week. Yeah, arcade games and then the uh, the Atari, mm-hmm. but still format wise. Games very different. These kind of pretty, pretty small, self-contained experiences that were more about replayability and trying to beat a high score. And yep. a lot of stuff happening on a single screen, not quite worked out to what they are mm. today. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and we talked a bit about the video game crash of eighty three. Yeah, yeah. Where um, yeah, a lot of lot of stuff being very hastily put onto the shelves, and then uh, retailers being left with too much mm. excess stock, mm. and um, video games dying off, and essentially being a fad. But then being kind of carried through. Sorry, were you gonna? Well, there's a bit just, of delay. Is that <laughs> <laughs> Which is an wait, odd, wait. it's it's an odd statement. Ben's, Ben's frozen <laughs> to say about <laughs> Ben 1983 because that's the year that the Famicom comes out in mm. the, in, in in Japan in Japan, yeah. in Japan yes. and in a very like a very slow burn is my impression of it. It comes out with like a few games. It's the start and then like Donkey Kong's in there and then it takes a while mm. for them to start hitting the big fucking Mario Brother type things. Yes. Well, Nintendo are a cart. They, they've made some arcade games mm. but there's still probably a lot of people that th- they, they like made little card mm. games and stuff like that. Yeah. It'd be like, imagine if the makers of Cards Against Humanity came out and were like, we're launching a console, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine that happening. Yeah. yeah. You can't, you have to turn it on by saying fuck. Yeah. yeah. Or really you have to say like, your mum. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you bash a granny. It's got one game built into it. Yeah, Imagine Harry Potter is 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 Hitler. a murderer. <laughs> yeah, it's always so, someone nice is Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> that's their first release. Someone nice is Hitler. Sixty four. Uh, the so yeah the the oh the um. I guess you'd call it indie gaming scene now on computers as well. Right. Yeah. That starts coming to uh, a point where. Companies that became enormous, especially during the 90s, uh, being formed off the back of that, a bit like Rareware is, mm-hmm. or uh, they're called whatever they were originally called at that point. Silicon something? Uh, no. Something Ultimate Play the Game? Oh, yeah, yes. that's yeah. the one. Yes. And <laughs> Silicon, Silicon something. something. <laughs> You're thinking of Pammy. <laughs> yeah, she was about to hit the scene. Early nineties, famous. Yeah. Late eighties. That that's yeah. Baywatch time. Yep. Um, yep. The so that stuff starts transitioning into like PC games becoming really robust towards the end of the 80s. Here, mm. DOS games, especially, become like sort of the default. There's like the Amigas and the Acorns and those other computers that continue to compete, but uh, IBM computers in particular, and then Microsoft things, yes, become the standard, yeah, towards the end of this. You got a few. Big fucking consoles come out. Oh, yeah. We've got the fucking NES. You ever heard of that motherfucker? <laughs> Stands for never. Oh, no. <laughs> never expect something. Silicon. <laughs> That'd be a good, that's a good character. Tony Soprano learning about the Nintendo oh. Entertainment System for the first time. <laughs> Where's his fucking brother? <laughs> I'm seeing Mario. I'm obsessed the fucking with these fucking ducks. These ducks. I keep trying to shoot him out of the air. Yeah, none of us can do a fucking Tony Soprano. They call nah, it the Famicom nah. in Japan. The family computer. Yeah. That's you what it's all it? about. <laughs> family. The familiar, I like this thing. The familiar computer. <laughs> <laughs> Master system, get the fuck out of here. Nobody's my fucking boss. Ain't no one mastering me. That would have been incredible. They bring it to the States and everywhere it's called the Nintendo Entertainment System except for in New Jersey. <laughs> it still has the name of family computer because they think that would shift more units. <laughs> um, but yeah, so th- this is something that I've never been fully clear on, but as I understand it, the... The video games crash and like the Amiga and all that, and all those consoles that we talked about in the last episode taking off. The that's Atari that's ve- yeah, sorry, the Atari. That's very um, that's very Western 
centric. Yes. Right. Mm. So that so all of that kind of happens in a bubble, which means that kind of parallel to that, Nintendo are developing the Famicom, and they're not dealing with the fallout so much of the video. Yes. You, yeah. They're kind of developing it in isolation, like w- without. The full context of all of that stuff those, that's going on. Those mm. consoles were a lot more popular in the West, and we're yep. often Western companies making them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and computers were a lot more popular in Japan for games. Yeah, at the time. So the Famicom, it. My understanding is, mm-hmm. and if you were in 1980s Japan and have something different to say about this, fuck, that's interesting. Please yes. actually hit us up. Yeah, um, <laughs> come on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the 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 Famicom. A is a computer, or is marketed as such. It right. is yep. a disc-based system mm-hmm. that that launches and is promoted as a computer. Like the MSX, I think was a big computer over there. Oh, yeah. But like the consoles coming out, that only really starts to kick off in Japan towards the mid to late eighties with like the Sega fucking SG one uh, thousand, something like that. Let's ah. see if I can find that. I think um, it's the SG one thousand. It's it, the, or it might be called the like the Mark One in Japan. No, you're or the right. Mark yeah, II. it is the SG one thousand. You're spot on. Fuck yeah! I don't know how you've remembered that, man. Because I got nothing of value up in this brain. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you a video game release date, and I can tell you to get the fuck out of my face. I think, like in terms of Japan, early to mid eighties, up to eighty five. There's a lot of distributors like there is like Taito is a big one, mm-hmm. but they are making or at least distributing sort of arcade games and console games. And they're putting and out like games. Ultima and that sort of right. like those PC games from the West. Yeah. They're translating them and putting them out in Japan. And those were very big towards yeah. the time, which leads to the RPGs that you get on the NES mm. or the Famicom, like Final Fantasy and Dragon fucking Quest and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I actually ordered a book about all this stuff. Um, oh, about, you did it too late. About, yeah. a, about a month and a half ago. So oh. I look forward to weighing in on this topic in three months' time <laughs> yeah. when the book finally turns up from the UK. The um, Yeah, so the, the, but in 1985, which is where we're sort of kicking off here. Yes. In the West, at least, which is the easier perspective for us to look at things from, you've got the NES, you've got the Master System, and it's pretty much already locked down to other than computers, those being it. Yes. The Atari is yeah. still being supported in mm. the 2600 and like the 52 and the 70, whatever. A whole bunch of weird shit, actually. Atari yeah. starts releasing like the 65XE and the 130XE, a bunch of like weird computer things. Yeah. yeah. And computers were so different at the time where they were individual isolated platforms, not in the way that computers these days mm. are like running one of technically like four operating systems yep. but mm. really two yeah and really if you want to play games one <laughs> which so yeah the linux <laughs> <laughs> ben pushed his glasses up with his <laughs> finger like right in the middle of the frame actually linux uh, is the most adaptable and uh interesting uh, operating system to use you can run several different kinds of programs on linux it's true but fuck <laughs> off <Yeah. laughs> i always see that like when someone's like oh what kind of computer should i get what kind of like what's the best for you know this and there's some fucking nerd there's in the comments one. like well, linux actually is the best one to and use and it's, it's okay to be a nerd and to love linux and all that shit but if someone someone's asking Thank for a you. recommendation on a computer yeah. they're definitely not at the point where it's like well ubuntu can <laughs> yes exactly like yeah they when someone says what should i go for probably just windows these just days windows just a cheap laptop yeah. that's probably all you are need are you specifically referencing our friend josh earl's post from about <laughs> oh. a week ago where he was like hey i want to buy a laptop 
wouldn't mind not spending the amount of crazy amount of money that a Mac needs. Mm, interesting. And and saw a saw a Linux recommendation pop up in I the mix. Couldn't confirm or deny that, Tommy. For someone <laughs> whose post literally says like I use Word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't edit podcasts. <laughs> I was anyway. like, there's always one. There's yeah. always one in here. Yeah. Continuing with our computer recommendation podcast. So, the, <laughs> yes. yeah, the, the NES as well is far and away the bigger um, in the US. Mm. And then in European markets, Sega gets a little bit more of a foothold. That's and right. then later on, way later, they start releasing all the, the consoles in like Brazil, especially. They get fucking massive. Mm. And in other parts of the world, Sega has more of a foothold. But in the West, the NES is kind of number one. Yep. You got the Master System at mm-hmm. number two. And then later in the 80s, you get some more stuff showing up, like the Mega Drive, which we probably won't talk about that much in this episode. Probably not. When does that come out? 89. 89. 89. Yeah, I think like yeah. 88 in Japan. So yeah. much more of a 90s thing. And, but yeah. like the ho- yeah, exactly. The whole vibe of it is so 90s. Yeah. Mm. Like mm. The, the, so- the games on it, the Very way it's true. marketed. Oh, it, the, the, it, it's nice how well everything fits into the first five or the second five years mm. of a decade mm. yeah. for our purposes for this. <laughs> so yeah, it... it, it and the NES is fucking popular. Yes. But Nintendo faced this pretty big battle to even get it over to the States. After the video games crash, no stores are interested in carrying games anymore. Mm. So they basically have to... Because from their point of view, it's like someone coming along to you in fucking 2005 or whatever and being like, do you want to buy some more Furbies? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Everyone's like, yeah. well, no, we had them. They were big, but they're done. No one yeah. cares yeah. anymore about games, which were a toy for a bit. It's a Tickle Me Elmo. Yeah, so Nintendo America, they redesigned the Famicom completely to make it look... I think the thinking was it looked... It, the Japanese version of it, it's you know, it's like that cream and golden red, and yeah, yeah, red colour. So it looks a bit like a toy. So they the controllers on the Famicom are attached to the system mm. as well. Oh, you slide yeah. them in; they got very short cables yeah. that come out of it, which uh, I think like kind of fit with the way that most Japanese households were set up. Oh yeah, where they're expecting people to kind of sit in front of the TV on the floor in yeah. front of close to it. But again, in the West, that doesn't make as much sense because people are on a couch yep. far away from the TV. Yeah, yeah and so they redesigned that aspect. They re they redesigned the whole thing. They refer to it as a control deck, like all the mm. initial yeah. marketing of it. I, I love that shit that Nintendo <laughs> did from here through the N sixty four, where they mm. called things like a control pack with a K, no yeah. C. Yes, yeah. fuck, I loved that shit. I, it made it seem like I was Robocop. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, I um I want to I just back up what you said, Tommy, about uh, the states being pretty skeptical about. Um, the NES. There's a quote here from the March 1985 issue of Electronic Games. The quote is, the video game market in America has virtually disappeared and this could be a miscalculation on Nintendo's part. Wow. Crazy. (laughs) I mean, it's not ridiculous to say at the time, but boy, have they been proven wrong. But they really had to do a lot. They basically had to trick retailers into Mm. taking it in. They had to completely change the look of it, the language that they were using to describe it to... Yeah, it, it trick became, retailers into wanting to carry. It. I think and it the, became AV equipment, right? It was. It I was, think they were selling it as like this. Yeah. they were. They were hoping to appeal to like, I think like the 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 dads of the family right. wanting the to have this heads. cool yes. new piece of tech yeah. and not like, like not VHS a toy, not a big, game. Like VHS and Betamax, probably. Uh, They've just around? competed, and I think that that was a pretty profitable thing for stores having those compete compete. <laughs> With each other, but then like audio equipment, especially, right. is changing enormously around this time. Where like CD is kind of like oh, is coming uh, in a yeah. little bit, yep. And tapes and records and vinyl, and like people are refreshing their like sort of audio visual setups mm. 
I'm pretty hugely around this time, I think. Right. And this slotting into that, calling it an entertainment system. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Making it like the grey box that looks like a VCR. It's even got the front lid. Lit- yeah. 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 Same as putting a VHS into something. Yeah. Or, so, yeah, they've completely repositioned it in a really clever way at the time. Yeah, of like, they have to really be sneaky to get mm. over that hurdle of the video games crash and to kind of like reignite video games. They also... And rather than the Toys R Us's and whatever the fuck of the time, mm. stocking them primarily, it became those, and I don't know American shops or what was around at the time, but a Best Buy or a right. Radio Shack yep. or yep. whatever the fuck. They started looking more at those people. Mm. Yeah. And also a big part of the crash, which we talked about last week, was there being basically no uh, quality control on the games. Like anyone could have a punt at making a game and like licensing and everything. And Nintendo bring in this, basically the the Nintendo seal of quality. Mm. They, they essentially part, like start the whole thing of third-party licensing for games yeah. to, uh, to combat mm. this against this same thing happening again. So if you want to make a game for the NES, you essentially have to go through them to get the development kit, to get the to get that like golden stamp. Did you guys ever have growing up I remember having a couple of games that weren't licensed by Nintendo and oh, they were really? these like weird cartridges that you that had like a little flap in the top of the cart. You needed you needed to have an actual licensed Nintendo game in order to play. Oh. So I think it was sort of it like... Was like a security chip or whatever in something that NES like that. cartridge. So yeah. it was Fucking like a cartridge hell. that would plug into the NES, then that cartridge would have a little flap on the top of it that would open up that then you would plug a legit cartridge into that yeah. and it would just basically use whatever bits from the licensed one it needed to in order to run wow. this. Fuck. Absolute dog shit game. <laughs> right, <laughs> you yeah. You play and go... Yeah. Yep, yeah. good move, boys. You absolutely should not have given the green light to this being on your yeah. system. With those older consoles, that is like a piracy or a... Uh, what's the cleaner word for piracy when it's just like... Well, the modding right. community. Oh, sure, right. Um, that is a technique that they still use is just like, well, we need this security chip, so we'll rip it off of fucking Tetrisphere, who cares? Yeah. Right. And here's a new N64 game. But I remember like... Still, that's the funny thing is like this wasn't sanctioned by Nintendo. It essentially, mm. not not so much piracy, but whatever you'd call it. Mm. But it was still on for sale yeah. at Target. I remember buying wow. it at a legitimate shop. Do you remember just, what the game was? Yeah, fuck. Ah, oh, God. I'm sure if I did a bit of a Google, I could probably find it. Yeah. But I can't, I can't really remember. I just, I think I remember being interested in like, there was something on the box that looked kind of cool. And just also the fact that it wasn't, that it had a big thing like, hey, sure. you need an actual mm. girl. Like, just kind of being drawn to like the kind of weirdness of that, not really fully understanding what was going on. Yeah. But I do remember them pushing that, like that golden seal mm. and for a little while thinking, oh yeah, this means the game is going to be good. Yeah. And then it's like, no, they all, they basically all have that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they um, all have it. It just, it means they paid a certain amount of blood money to Nintendo. Yeah, like their, yeah. their respect money, you know. Yeah. And then they can get that. Now, you've, you learn that the hard way when you see that seal of quality approval on like Dr. Franken for the Game Boy. Yeah. You play that and you're like, oh, yuck. Now, we spoke about how Nintendo had to sort of smuggle this into the American market by making it look like a, a piece of audiovisual equipment. Now, what better to combine with that than a plastic robot to call oh, yes. Rob. <laughs> that really just screams serious technology. Yeah. They did Rob for the US market. Yeah. yeah. They had the light gun banging out at yeah. early. Yeah. They had the fucking power glove. Yeah. They had all their dumbass fucking um, extras at, mm. at, at some point over that. But I think a lot of that happened after the NES had kicked off. 
Right. That, but like, I think I do. I think that was part of the strategy. Rob to is keep part it of launch, as, though. Yeah. Like, the, right, as yeah. as a tech, this isn't a this isn't yeah, a toy. This yeah. isn't a games thing. I think this is still them trying to keep retailers like. You know, sure. hey, we're at the forefront of this like technological sure, the innovation, world of and tomorrow, this is how like, we're going to yeah. sell it to people. Like, and at the time as well, more so than today, really. At, at the time, like uh, those sort of animatronic things, especially mm, from yeah. Japan, were very like those little fucking robot dogs and all that shit. Sure, yeah, were a bit later, but people were kind of uh, intrigued by that stuff. Mm. I had this little robot toy that had all these little different games. He'd like talk to you, and he had all these like different games built into him. Like mm. he had these little different colored buttons on his chest and one of them yeah. was like a memory thing where he would like talk to you and go red green blue and you'd push it oh, right. and then he'd go red green blue yellow blue and like it just got more and more Free complex me from this torture <laughs> <laughs> i remember my neighbor had an rob and it mm. legitimately scared me like it, <laughs> right. he turned it on, he's like check this out isn't this cool and he like turned it on and it's like kind of like moving around and it just the design of him is like so terminator-esque yeah. like i remember just <laughs> fucking hating rob like <laughs> Still now having a bit of a, yeah, it was like a weird, it was like that weird neighbor that was into like making like homemade explosives and stuff, like uh, ha- yeah. that had like a rat bag older brother that was just into yep. all this like full Darrow stuff. And so it was like, oh, we all had ROB, one of those, did we? <laughs> the ROB was like his thing where I was like, right. he's going to train this thing to like kill someone. <laughs> I was like, real sus on it. I hated it. Um, uh, some other th- uh, companies that kicked off in 85, Bethesda. Is founded in 1985. Codemasters, a little Japanese company called Square, mm-hmm. is founded in 1985, wow. which makes the that Final <laughs> Fantasy story particularly weird. Yeah. The fact that they got founded, they're like, all right, immediately we're out of money. Exactly. <laughs> this is going <laughs> to be our last game. <laughs> Literally two years later, they're like, ah, oh, we fucked it, I guess. <laughs> and then they make the best franchise of all time, arguably. Yeah. It's in- an yeah. incredible story. <laughs> Good, yeah, yeah the, the, our so, swan song. Yeah. <laughs> All right, just one more job. It's like I haven't even finished the degree I started at the start of this company. Yeah, um, this is a bit like yeah. it's a bit like um it's a bit like we're pivoting kind of outside of video games briefly. But have you guys read much about Quibi? This oh, I this know what new, it is. Like, I've seen people app. talking about Quibi. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a um. It's a phone app. Mm. It's a streaming service that all exists on this phone app. We're hippie. We're queerby. <laughs> Get used to it. <laughs> and it's all stuff that's been they've they've got like it's I think it's like an ex DreamWorks guy. It's like a very oh, right. well known like me- media person who set it up yeah. and basically gotten a lot of talent to make these shows that are all designed to be watched on the commute and yeah, they're all filmed yeah. in a way where you can watch them portrait or landscape. No, no apps go for like longer than about five or ten minutes or something mm. like that. And I looked through all the trailers, and a lot of the things on there look interesting. Mm. But with all of them, you go, yeah, I'd love it if that was a series yeah. at twenty-one minutes that I could watch on TV instead of having to be on my phone. Yeah. But then, of course, it launches right around when COVID starts. No one's commuting anymore. People are like, you know what? I've got all the time in the world. Yeah. I don't need to watch a two-minute <laughs> sketch. Oh. And they've sunk billions into it. Yeah. And they've been out this week going. Oh yeah, COVID really fucked us, and Ooh. you know what? A, what a shame, you know. It's just like that. It's a similar thing. We've just launched, and we're almost immediately bankrupt God. and fucked it. It sounds like that thing might not have done that well, COVID it, or not. One hundred percent. But um, yeah. with the with the Master System and the NES coming out, yes. kind of around the same ish time in Japan at least. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting the different approaches that they both have to what games they seem to predominantly be. Um, providing because like 
So the, Sega's still big in the arcades. Mm. Nintendo aren't really putting out as many arcade games. So they they still are. And they had hits, and they well they have hits. And those hits are being put on the NES and stuff. Mm. And yeah, Sega as well, I guess is. But they're still making big arcade games. And at this time, they're definitely seen as the people pushing arcade technology forward right. with all their fucking... Um, I always forget the name of it. Space Harrier? The behind-the-back one where yeah. it's kind of 3D and it's very fast. Yeah, Space Harrier. You Outrun, on. Hang yeah. On, and all those sort of things. Gauntlet comes out this year, which is, is that an Atari. Sega? No, it's an Atari oh, right. one. I'm just looking at some other big arcade releases. Because the arcade releases are still the dominant releases. And so that's interesting to me about the Master System is that it was still kind of... Pushing it as like the arcade comes home, mm. yeah. But the NES is like this is a different thing, and here's Mario, which isn't out in the arcades. They they pivot into well, yeah, like we we're talking about games are very different before the crash. Nintendo mm. pivot into well, what's the long term here? Mm. Like people are people aren't playing this for you know, 15 minutes at a time putting, you know, $4 worth of coins and going, I don't want to spend any more money. Yeah. It's a, this is a long-term parked in front of the TV. You don't have to go anywhere. So what it, what does that look like? What's mm. appealing to someone when that when time isn't a factor? The and answer, it's the- Quibi. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the same approach that a lot of computer games had taken before that, of like that is where you had the very long fucking, here's this 100-hour adventure that you're going through a dungeon or whatever. Sure, yeah, your Zorks you and can, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Spend hours right. seeing what happens if you type poo and wee in. <laughs> <laughs> well, that game has infinite replay value. <laughs> <laughs> you, went, you, you approach a locked door, what do you do? Do a poo on the game. <laughs> I loved it that they did program in for those text adventures. Like, what did you just say to me? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Sort of grow up. Weird that they got a spelling mistake in the middle of my sentence. There. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Sega is is a lot more arcade heavy with their, which makes sense because they're having success in the arcades. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Nintendo, yeah, like you said, pivots to these sort of games, and like they come out in the US with Super Mario Brothers at launch. Which yes. is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Duck Hunt, I think, as well. Well, yeah, Duck Hunt is released in October uh, of 85. Right. Yeah. And so Super Mario Brothers is probably the most important game of all time in some yeah. way. Like, it was yeah. the best-selling game of all time until 2008. So that was a pretty long reign of being the best-selling video game. And I feel like culturally that was the one that shifted people from being like video games are dead to mm-hmm. video games are back. Yeah. Like yeah. they made that – you ever seen The Fucking Wizard? I haven't, no. Me oh, either. It, it sucks. Yeah. But <laughs> that is a movie yeah. that is a promotional product for Super Mario Brothers 3. Right. That was made four years up, but it was such a fucking phenomenon mm. yeah. that Super Mario Brothers is arguably responsible for – the uptick in mm. video games culturally, mm. which is fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah it's a good good game. You said before yeah. Nox, like that it. the um the NES and the Master System came out uh, roughly the same time. Came out two days apart. Oh really? <laughs> <Wow>. Yeah. <laughs> in eighty three in Japan, I guess. Uh no, in so in oh in uh, the US in eighty five in October of uh, the eighteenth the NES yeah. came out, and October twentieth <laughs> the Sega Mark wow. three came out. Um, yeah, so this is all happening at pretty much the exact same time. You know what was cool. interesting to me reading up about the NES launch earlier was that um, it it they kind of stagger the launch across the US. Right. Like it, it's, it's so funny to think back to a time, first of all, when stuff would come out at wildly different times in when different would... countries and different markets, mm. but even within the same country being like, 
the West Coast can have a little taste and then, you know, <laughs> yeah. we'll sort of see how they, Let's see look. how those crazy Californians <laughs> react to it and then we'll uh, take it into the Bronx and see <laughs> see how it fares down there. I'm thinking Super Mario is more of like a sunshine kind of California beaches game. I don't know. New York can have the Sega fucking bit dreary. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's like weird. those test kitchens that you hear about where they, you mm, know, like where they yeah. roll out these like new franchise ideas in these like small town strip yeah. malls to just kind of like get a bit of footing and see how it goes. So like you just you know, could never love get away Taco with that Bell now. Paran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish there was a fucking Taco Bell near me. I still haven't been. Yeah, uh, it actually fine, delivers to me on Uber Eats, but I feel like Uber Eats isn't the. I went in mm. there a while ago, obviously, and um, there was a huge line, and I just went. Yeah. What am I doing? It's not worth a lot. I was in it no. for like five minutes. I was like, this is absurd. It's only like if you're going to get fast food and do that to yourself, it's for me one of the more enjoyable ones. Well, yeah. I had yeah. it once or twice, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's across the street from a pizza place that my friend works at where I knew right. I could get a free slice and I was like, <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, the. Uh, Fuck. You know when you go to say something then your brain's like, nah, buddy, I left that behind a long time ago. That, You're that out of practice. Gone. <laughs> to yeah. interact for so long. Yeah. Genuinely, no. I know. Yeah. It's, it's fucking wild being back. Um, the fucking... Nah, it's gone. Someone else do something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the rolling it out in different in different parts of the US. Oh, yeah. Kind of like testing the water. Oh, and yeah. Just now no, you'd never... It's like piracy and stuff leaking and whatever. Absolutely, like, yeah. It's, it's it gets crazy to think. Like shorter gaps even between Japan and the West. And we're Australia is considered part of the West now. That was what I was going to say is that oh. in Australia, none of this has happened at this point. No, It's no. not until like 87, right, that yeah. we get the NES. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like I don't fucking remember Master Systems being really around at all. Or if they were, they weren't around for long because God, the Mega yeah. Drive... You're right. I remember having, I remember getting an NES for my birthday one year with... This is so funny. My mum just took a punt on the game, got me the Tom and Jerry game. Oh, that oh, game was yeah. fucking awesome. Because your name's Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Bless her. Um, that game was it, fucking it great. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I had, had the some... Game Boy version of that and played yeah. it constantly yeah. on the flight from the UK to Australia. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn, you must have been chewing through some double A's on that flight. <laughs> Mate. What was the battery remember. life of the Game Boy like? Probably I think it was fucked. decent. Really? Yeah, I think it was all right because you have four double A's in there in that original one. Yeah. I think it got you about the same as anything now. Yeah, you're probably right. Kind of. Yeah. Well, not anything now. I remember Tom and Jerry now. having some pretty cool, like, impressive stuff where you're playing as Jerry and basically having to avoid Tom across this, like, Whole, all these levels in this house yeah. And then there being these big ones And just the scale of it being really cool Where there's this like giant Tom Kind of taking up half the screen And he's like throwing stuff at you yeah. Being like Going back to it like very rudimentary But being like wow this is really cool It had that platformer thing And a lot of this came from Like Super Mario Brothers was the template for platformers yep. The second it came out mm. And it had that platformer thing of just like Where's this set? Inside of a house? Oh yeah, cool. I guess we got a whole bunch of those fucking nutcracker soldiers walking around throwing yes. things. Oh, at yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just random arbitrary things of like, yeah, this vacuum cleaner is fucking evil and it's gonna get you now. That would go for years. But anyway, yeah. So in Australia, we're way, way, way behind with all of this. So it's kind of weird to look at all this stuff and how it happened and kind of know it now from the way you hear people talk about it. From yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, to go to your point, we had an NES. I, you're right. I, I don't remember finding out about the Master System until well after. Yeah. Like bit Mega Drive being out, Sonic being popular, and then I guess maybe like reading in a gaming magazine like, oh, yeah, that thing that was before the Mega Drive that was mm. like the NES equivalent but for Sega mm. being like, what? 
I thought they yeah. just got straight into the game with the Mega Drive. I don't know that the Master System was officially released in Australia. Right, because we've got the, the Turbo Graphics 16, wow. which is also the PC engine in Japan. That never came out over here. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, so yeah. going, like, years later... Sort of finding out about older video games, going like, "What the fuck was this thing?" Yeah, I think the f- who's bonk the Game Gear, a <laughs> <laughs> little caveman fella. <laughs> the Game Gear came out here in like 1990, I think. Right. I remember really wanting a Game Gear because you could watch TV on yes. it. Yes. Oh, get a fuck. thing to like a with fucking, an aerial. At a primary school camp, one of the fucking kids had a Game Gear. He must have been rich as fuck. He had yeah. a Game Gear with the TV thing. He was like. Everyone come around to my tent. We're going to watch TV. And then we got there and we're like, oh, wait, we're in the fucking bush. What are There's nothing here. Under my tent. Yeah. <laughs> Can't see anything on this. We're all going to gather around this like screen that's the size of a watch. Fuck, yeah. that was cool, and though. Watch, and watch community <laughs> news. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so the, the emergency fire broadcast system. Yeah, the Game Gear came out in 92 and it was based on the Master System hardware. Right. Uh, it came out here in, in 92. So it's after the Genesis has all, been released. All the 90s stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, because we'll, we'll, well, we'll then we're to. skipping ahead a little bit. Then, but by the time they bring they bring Sonic out on the Mega Drive, in and the that's, 90s, then that's yeah, their yeah. big. But they also bring out a version of it on the Master System. They bring it out yes. on the console, oh, right? And a lot of a lot of that stuff was for Europe. Yeah, there was like European Sonic Five came out, stuff, PS3 and Four at the same time. We'll get a whole bunch anyway. of cross gen yeah. stuff again really soon. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that was like a different game as well. The one that was on the Master System was yes, kind of scaled down. Mm. But that's interesting that rather than just go, hey, boom, here's our this. The, you know, we want people to buy the Mega Drive. Here's the they mm. like they give a little bit of love to the people who can't be bothered upgrading well, yet. And mm. in places like South America and whatever, that it was so popular that it made sense to yeah, yeah, because there was already a huge install base and consoles over there in, in Brazil at least mm. are. F- Fucking expensive. So, um, yeah, you've got... It, it's all happening at completely different times in different parts of the world. There's no unified thing. We'll talk about this more in the 90s, but like with Sega, for example, Sega of America is a large part of what fucked Sega in the long run. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in Japan, the story was very different about the Dreamcast and the... Well, until the PS2, but like the Saturn in particular. Yeah. Sega of America so all that stuff in the 90s be interesting to talk about but at this Whereas time it seems like Nintendo uh, like with the exception of like changing the design of the um, Famicom to be, you know to get it into retails and everything right they're pretty much just taken they're pretty much just taken orders from Japan just right. being like hey this is this thing we've got coming down the pipe yeah. I guess except for I guess I actually no that's not not strictly true I guess like with uh, Super Mario Brothers 2. Yes. being like, we can't put, this is too hard. We can't yes. put this out. And that was the big thing at the time is that Western audiences couldn't handle the difficulty that Japanese games right. often had. Mm. So Super Mario Brothers 2 is obviously the big one where that never came out over here, real yeah. Super Mario Brothers 2. The and Lost we got, Levels came out in 86, the, the year after Super Mario Brothers. Right, because it was, it was the same game. It was like yeah. a level pack for that. It was, yeah. yeah. Um, and so they rebranded, everyone knows the story, the Doki Doki Panic thing and made that Super Mario Brothers 2 with now Super Mario Brothers USA in yeah. Japan. Yeah. Um, it's sick when you go to um, Super Potato in Japan, yeah. used game store, and you see like the old, you can see like the Mario Brothers 2, like the original one. Yeah. Uh, and it's like on a little di- like it's not a cartridge like it yeah, is a little yeah. computer mm. disc thing it looks so sick yeah, yeah I, I bought cool. Super Mario USA I've got a cartridge of it uh, in my house somewhere that's cool it's a cool little yeah little souvenir um, but yeah 85 has obviously 
Super Mario Brothers, the original, do we want to talk about that more at all? I mean, it's sort of, we've said, you know, the fact that it, it establishes the benchmark for video games, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the way that, like, at this point, it becomes easier to go back to some of these games that are coming out around this time now mm. as well. Like, mm. the Super Mario Brothers 1 still holds up as being fun. Yes. It okay. moves smoothly. You feel like you're properly controlling it. And a lot of contemporaries, or especially early 80s stuff, fucking, there's no point playing an Atari 2600 game now. Yep. It's not no. fun. Now. Yeah. 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 Um, I'll just so, run through a few of the major releases. There's a lot on arcades still. So Paperboy comes out, released by Atari and arcades. I hated Paperboy. I loved it. It was one of my favourite games as a kid. I loved it. Paperboy was one of those ones that I, I just remember finding the controls so hard. There were a few NES things sure. that I would get that were just like, it felt like you needed, you know, you look on the cover and it's like, oh, you're you know, riding a bike and you're chucking. But <laughs> yep. realising you had to do it like so precisely. Oh, yes. And it felt like yeah. you would be punished for not getting the frame just right. Like Paper that Boy, sort of stuff always really bugged me. Paperboy especially too was like the poster boy. Paperboy is a poster boy oh, for like the shitty arcade port. And there's right. 150 yeah, million right. different versions on every console. Right. They all fucking suck. I, I played it on PC. And I, I maybe that helped because it was just like, yeah, you figure out the isometric thing of like, up is this direction. Right. Left is actually this direction. I'm willing to bet that might have been even an arcade emulated thing. Like, how maybe. long ago was this? This was early 90s. Right. Yeah. I have no idea about that. Um, but it was also one of those classic games of like, now remember, when you go past this part, the monster's going to jump out and you've got to throw the paper. Like it right. really was about pattern memorization and stuff like that. Yeah. But it was a, a super, super hard game. Um, Gradius comes out in uh, uh, arcade. Space Harrier, like we mentioned. Um, and yeah, in terms of console, Super Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, Namco releases a game called Battle City. This um, is also a big period too, and in the 90s as well, of... Games not having tutorials in them, having yeah. an instruction manual yes. that a lot of times you had to read. And I remember borrowing games from the video store and, you know, someone who's borrowed it in the past has just lost the manual. Yeah. So now there's just no manual in the game and plugging it in and being like, oh, I guess I'll just figure it out. And then yeah. and just being like, what the <laughs> fuck am I meant to do? Like I have yeah. no clue. This game isn't giving me any hints about what I'm meant to do here. I yeah. can't get on the internet to Google the controls. Like, what is the point? There Why am I dying constantly? I played in the early 90s where I couldn't even make out what the things were in the game. Like, what is that meant yeah. to be? Is yeah, that yeah. a tank yeah. or a cat or a tree? I don't know what's going on. But then they'd have the fun little 80s drawing in the instruction manual where it's yeah. like, there's actually a mushroom. Yeah. Be like, oh, what the fuck? I remember yeah. one thing I remember about Tom and Jerry was uh, – and I guess probably a lot of games around then did this. If it was trying to do a lot on the screen at once, everything would become really flashy. Yeah, oh, they were actually just yeah. dropping in. I guess the equivalent of a frame rate drop, but it's like yeah. trying to do too much at a time, and everything's just like real flickery and mm. yeah. yeah. That that there was a limit on how many sprites a thing could display, so yeah. it would have mm. one on for one frame <laughs> and then switch <laughs> right. to the other one for the next frame. Fuck. So that you like the effect was they both flicker, but you can kind of see where they both were. Mm. It is, I mm. guess, it's the equivalent of like you know Bethesda get a lot of flack for launching stuff that's kind of broken or whatever. I mean, heaps of developers get flack for it, but like it that is just such a funny thing of the time of being like. Well, this kind of doesn't work. Like, yeah. kinda, we can't, this kind of can't yeah. run without it shitting its pants when there's three <laughs> things on the screen. We'll just put it out. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> it is, it's frame rate problems now. It's yeah. fucking texture yeah. popping and all that shit. Like, yeah. stuff hasn't changed. Shall we move slightly forward in time to 1986? couple other things real quick about 85. Ooh. It's just uh, Gauntlet and Ghosts and Goblins are both. Oh, yeah, games. Ghosts and Goblins. Ghosts and Goblins, yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I loved Gauntlet. 
But eighty six, this is where uh, console releases get a bit more, bit more hefty. A few pretty big games come out. Um, for the Famicom slash NES in 1986. Well, the great man's born this year, so it's time to pick up the pace. For <laughs> <laughs> little baby, little baby T. Little baby Tony. Little baby Tony might have picked up a little game called The Legend of Zelda. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. Which was released in February. So you would have been born and it would have been waiting there for you. In 86? Yeah. I'm not born yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so born in August. When you, it's 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 oh, you mean released. I see what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. your it's yeah. your um your your being born present, I guess. You know, Blackbeard. When you were born, he'd already been around, so <laughs> was there waiting for you, just yeah. waiting for <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Pirate, ready to go. Dragon Quest comes out this year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we mentioned, Super Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels is released in Japan. Uh, another fucking huge game, Metroid. Yep. Comes out in 86. And Just all of these are kind of like like Zelda mm-hmm. and Metroid are pretty much inventing genres as they come out. Interesting. Yes. Or at least solidifying them. Mario Brothers as well. There's probably examples of prototypey type things, mm. but these are the ones where you can point to them and go, that is the earliest example of someone figuring out yeah, it galvanizes. how this works. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I haven't played any games in this series at all, I don't think. Mm. But this is a discussion we've had before on the pod, I think, about the term Metroidvania. Right. Because Metroid comes out in August and Castlevania comes out in September. And those f- initial Castlevania games are nothing like Metroid. Right. They're straight up. I recently, bizarrely, have played through the first three Castlevania games. Right. Um. And they're just what normal side scrolling. Yeah, the first I've played a bit of number one. It's just least. action. Yeah, you got right. a little chain. Yeah, and it's good. It's very fun, but it's closer to like a. It's it's more similar to a kind of combat action game like a now. Altered beast game, like just going. Yeah, it's like going, a beat 'em up ish right, type of thing. Right. Yeah. Like the the line from original Castlevania to today ends up in like fucking Devil May Cry or something. Right, but Metroid is an exploration game with abilities that you find and, and you have to figure out where that applies to let you get to a new place. Mm. Metroid, it, they should just be called Metroid games. Right. Yeah. right. Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, <laughs> is the worst yes. fucking subtitle. It yeah. sounds like an educational game. It really does. Because <laughs> pretty much every game is someone's quest. <laughs> yes. So yes. there has to be a rule that yeah. you can't, Put, yeah. You can't put that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mar- Super Mario Odyssey, Mario's, Mario's Quest. Quest. <laughs> <laughs> that has m- the exploration thing, and right. that becomes Metroid-y, but also it fucking sucks. Right. It's so unclear and so deliberately obtuse, at least the English translation of it. Apparently the Japanese one is a little better with that stuff. Right. But there's some things. And that second Castlevania, the line from that leads to like Dark Souls and stuff where it's primarily combat, but also some exploration. Right. But yeah, the first one absolutely deserves no good. They shouldn't be called Metroidvania games. Mm. Isn't it not until really Symphony of the Night that it's really doing that thing that people, but even by then, that's so late along that it's just doing the stuff from Metroid. Yeah. At ten years yeah. after the fact, the Met- so and Super Metroids come out in like ninety four or something. But we'll talk about that in the nineties, I guess. Another hugely influential game that really Castlevania three goes back to the the first one. It has some oh, exploration yeah, stuff, but right. it's mainly uh, and they're all fun though. Play two with a guide, right? Big hitter, really something that's got a lasting influence on video games. A game we all uh, would you know rate in our top five. A fun game that isn't frustrating at all. <laughs> Kid Icarus comes out. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think I've ever played Kid Icarus. I've tried. It's sincerely. It's fucking hard it's and tough. frustrating. Yeah. And I don't think it's very good. I'm very surprised that Kid Icarus as a character is in Smash Brothers. Right. Good. The eggplants. You got eggplants in there, right? What? <laughs> Aren't there eggplants in Kid Icarus? I think. I think you're right. Really? As an enemy, like or, fruits and vegetables. Or are you thinking of Adventure Island? Maybe I'm thinking you of might. I think you're thinking of Adventure yeah. Island. Kid Icarus? No, it's like ghouls and stuff. Aubergines. <laughs> it's, again, people. it's got that very precise platformer thing. It's, it's constantly that, moving up. Yeah. It's that thing of that oh, tension right. thing where it's like if you drop down, you're dead. Yeah. I don't think I've got past the first level as I, a kid. I Same. don't like yeah. scrolling levels in any game mm. generally anyway. So having a whole game based around it being constantly scrolling doesn't sound great. Yeah. You're right. It was funny that they put him in Smash, but I think a part of it was like wanting to just like go back and have this like heritage character. Yeah. And then him being in that led to them making a 3DS sequel right. um you know rebooting him and it it was pretty cool mm. but the only fucked thing about it was that it needed kind of two it needed two sticks to control it and the 3DS didn't have a second stick at the time oh. so you kind of had to you kind of had to do this dumb thing of half controlling it on the touch screen with the stylus oh boy it's a shame because it was I quite liked it I thought it was a pretty cool game mm. Just really let down by how difficult it was to control and the fact that it was on a small screen. If they bought it out now on the Switch, it could be really cool. Yeah, like right. that format. It's like, you know, flying around and shooting at stuff. Yeah. It's completely different to what the first one is, but yeah. just a weird character that they sat on for a long time and then brought him back and they it was had, like... They had that big plastic fucking... It was called the Circle Pad Pro yeah. that came out with it as well, right? And that oh. like out of the second stick. Right. I remember that and it looked fucking stupid. It was Yeah, it was basically you would strap it to your thumb and you would then use it on the touch screen. Oh, no, 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 no. There was like a big plastic thing you put your whole 3DS into that You're had right. a physical yes. second stick. You're right. Yeah. yeah, it was all these really dodgy ways around yeah. having it. MMA did re-release the 3DS with a second stick, but right. it was like, could you, surely it would have been worth thinking about this <laughs> yeah. day one. Um, but yeah, did, tough game. Yeah. Did we mention, I want to talk about Zelda a bit more, and did mm. we mention Dragon Quest? Yes, I did. I was going to ask, Dragon Quest doesn't, it doesn't start coming out in the West for quite a while. None, of, the, none of these Japanese RPGs really do. Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy takes years afterwards. Yeah. 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 And then they only put out the first one, the fourth and the sixth That's for right. a long time. And then Dragon Quest, I think they put kind of all of them out. I might be wrong about that. There might have been a SNES one that they didn't. But they come out in a staggered, yeah, years after. Because right. they got to translate. There's a lot of text at the time yeah. in these games. And Dragon Quest, I think, is kind of similar to Mario Brothers and all that stuff. Is kind of the one that becomes the template for this is what would later become in the West be called a JRPG. It's mm. funny how you look at the way, again, a classic example of different marketing where mm. all the designs in Dragon Quest are done by one of my favourite illustrators, Akira Toriyama, who has this like incredibly vibey style, mm. does the cover art and everything, and then they bring them out. You look at the like the original American box I'm art. I'm looking at it right now. And just what they thought American audiences would gravitate oh, right. more to over this like cartoony style is just this like bullshit generic, it's, like just looks a like a bad novel. fantasy yeah. novel. Yeah. It's so weak. It's, it's called man. Dragon Warrior as well in the yeah, States. Yeah. It, it came out in 89, so yeah, three years later. Motherfucking box art. In the West, at least, on NES Dog games shit. is terrible. You ever mm. seen how dumb Mega Man looks? Mm. Looks oh, like a yes. fucking yeah, asshole. They get yes. those dumb paintings done. Yeah, yeah. terrible. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, brutal. Is Real Mega brutal. Man out? Yeah, but at Zelda as well is like at the time, and it's hard to kind of 
get context for it now, but at the time, the openness of that game mm. was a big deal for people. Gold yeah. cartridge, right? Oh, fuck yeah. Mm. Big map? That's big right. map in the box? Yeah, yeah. Big map, gold yeah. cartridge. <laughs> Sign me up. I'm yeah. calling my daughter after you. I'm Robin Williams. Two, two big years for Miyamoto. Super Mario Brothers, and then I guess the sequel, but Zelda as well. Yeah. He's established two separate genres in video yeah. gaming. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. Both about him exploring the woods as a child. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Our favourite fact after the Doki Doki Panic <laughs> thing. Um, There's Sega's still yeah hitting big in the arcade. They release Alex Kidd. As an arcade game in Really? Yeah. I never knew that was an arcade game. I loved Alex Kidd growing Alexander up. Alexander Kidd. <laughs> yes. Um, I would love to see rebooted 3D Alex Kidd. I would be keen. To st- I, I think I only ever played it at a friend's house. I never had a Sega. What about this? <laughs> oh, he's got his Here hand we up, go. So ladies like, and gentlemen. God of War 4, right? Mm-hmm. The whole thing of that is like, well, Kratos is a bit older now. He's got a little, a little bit more perspective. Yes. He maybe views his old self differently. He's grown between the reboot and the original. I think I know where he's going with this. Now, Alex Kidd. <laughs> yes. What if yes. you did a reboot of that? Yes. But instead of <laughs> calling him Alex Kidd. Yeah, I've got an idea. You call him called. James Kidd. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And he's grown enough that he's changed his identity. <laughs> yep. Only the first name because he yeah. still wants some people to be able to look him up on Facebook. He's I got was, family he doesn't know about. I was going to say Alex Grown Up Kid. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that could be Maybe that's an alternate title I fucking never liked Alex Kidd Really? I always thought they were Not great platformers I remember there's a boss In one of them Where where you just play Rock, paper, scissors Against yeah. him Oh really? <laughs> there's oh. heaps of Jung Ken Po I think they it is right. in yeah, Japanese right. Yeah. I don't know I, li- I like the Yeah I like nah. the style You can race as him in a, There's <laughs> no, a Sega didn't. racing game Where you can Oh, right. In, yeah. I think I just had that. It was that mystique of like, I never owned that console, never really got to play those games. It always right. seemed kind of cooler. It was like programmed into Mega Drives or something, or maybe even Master System. That's if right. you turned it on without a cartridge, it'd just be like, here's Alex Kidd for oh, you. Oh, cool. that's right. That's awesome. Yeah. But yes, yeah. um, Sega also released Wonder Boy uh, and Outrun in arcades. So yes, they're still killing it. Like, they're mm. still a big, big player in video games at this point. Um, in terms of yeah, console releases. Oh yeah, I guess we kind of went through all of them. You got a couple PC games coming out as well. Like mm. there's all the like those Sierra adventure games oh, are all yeah. coming out yes. at the moment. Like yes. King's Quest and Space Quest and all of that. Yep. So the adventure genre is moving on from like the text based thing to this weird like middle ground that it's in now. Before yeah. you get into the pointy clicky kind of Lucasartsy type stuff later on. Might mm-hmm. Magic, I think, gets maybe its first game on a computer sure. this year. Yeah. So Thanks. that's definitely in that same in that same genre. Um, what else? Oh, we were talking before we were recording about the Twin Famicom, which is released in 86 by Sharp and includes a, f- a disc system uh, and looks fucking awesome. And I think mm. m- at least two of us on the show want to buy one yep. from eBay. 400 bucks on eBay. That's not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> is. Well, that's something <laughs> that's so kind more. of a rarity. Yeah. I guess so. I would, I'd expect something like that to be, I don't know, Kind of like tech curiosity stuff. Mm. I always expect to be like a thousand minimum. Sure. Yeah, but yeah. you're right, 400 for something that <laughs> I wouldn't even be able to plug no, into my TV is an yeah. absurd amount of money. Yeah. And would at some point feel embarrassed about displaying too prominently on a shelf yeah. because you know how much you've paid for it. And if someone yeah. starts asking questions, you have to fess up to that. I mean, yeah. Knox could afford a third switch with that money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just someone coming around who doesn't know much about games and like asking me about it and me explaining them going, cool, can we play it? A 
Absolutely not. No. <laughs> yes. Do you have a CRT TV with an RF input? No, you don't. Uh, in 1987, speaking of the Discom, the Discom system, <laughs> the Twin Famicom, that one, uh, Zelda 2 comes out on that in Japan. Right. Seven. Nintendo so, Japan. They fucking love it. They love chucking a fucking disc drive onto a console, don't they? Oh, yeah. Man yeah. for it. Yeah. No, they never really got it right. They never this really one, got This it right. one was fine, but then the second one led to the PlayStation. Yeah. And then the yes. third one was the, the 64, 64 DD. Really yeah. And then yeah, when yeah. they finally made a disc based console, they were like, make the discs small. I like, <laughs> yeah, make that's them That's so bad. funny. That, yeah, <laughs> them finally being like, all right, you know what? Let's cut out the middleman. Yeah. We're going to yeah. make this thing cartridges. We all know what's going to happen. Two years in, someone's going to have the bright spark of making a CD drive add-on. Yeah. Let's just get straight to it and mm. make it a fucking CD. I loved those mini CDs, though. They, looked, they looked cool. Sick. But the idea that they had a, a like a conversation with like, how fucking, how much data can you fit on a DVD? That's too much. Yeah. yeah. Shrink it. Join an existing production line? No, let's make it awkward <laughs> yeah. to produce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Zelda 2, I think, is really good. A lot of people, it's kind of like a black sheep thing. A lot of sequels around this time as well yeah. were very much a different thing to the Gotta first. A, yeah. And Zelda 2 is a really fun 2D side-scrolling combat game. Oh, like a Castlevania game. Like a Castlevania. Mm. <laughs> I've got to play. I've never played it. It's yeah, funny how, it's they, how they went, um, but, you know, Mario 2, they just make mm. the exact same game. Yeah. And then Zelda, they're like, let's fuck the formula. Yeah. Let's completely. But Castlevania 2 was a pretty big departure from the original in a lot yeah, of ways. Right. Yeah, yeah. And like in the West, Super Mario Brothers 2 is this fucking crazy other thing. So the yeah. way that things look from over here is like, wow, I guess the second one has to be fucking weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Leisure Suit Larry in the Land of the Lounge Lizards yeah. comes out in 87. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is the point where. Everything starts going downhill. <laughs> <laughs> the original Metal Gear came out on the MSX2. Wow. Oh, really? I thought it was an NES, like a Famicom. There was a port that was like different on the NES. Right. But the one and two, the originals were on the MSX2, which right. is like a computer that was popular in huh. Japan. Um, Apogee starts as a oh, company. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking, I played so many Apogee <laughs> demos too. back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah, a lot of Monster shareware. Bash. <laughs> yes. Wacky, uh, wacky, we- wacky wheels. Wacky wheels. Yeah. Forbidden yeah. planet. Mm-hmm. That little green cunt with the plungers. Was um oh Cosmo? Cosmo's cosmic Cosmo's adventure. cosmic adventure. Yes. What's forbidden planet then? It might be an alternate name for it. Cosmo's quest. I think that it maybe is the same thing. But yeah, you've got those uh, Final Fantasy blows out of the water in December eighteen. Yep. yep. Go listen to our Bandcamp episode Dece- for that. Yeah. We talk sure. about every Final Fantasy game. That's probably better. Uh, Fantasy Star c- comes out two oh, days later on the right. Master System as well. Right. Which I've never played them and I've always wanted to go back in because it's like a sci-fi fantasy kind of mm. thing and they're meant to yeah, be good. Yeah, they look cool. Mm. Yeah. Again, just a just a franchise that's just absolutely passed me by. Yes, Completely same. 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 Um, Sid Meier is starting to ah. become a name as well. He puts pirates out. Right. You know Blackbeard? <laughs> Already alive before. Well, I, well, I was born in uh, March of 1987. Were you really? Yes. What 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 came out in March of 87? Let's have a look here. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing of note. <laughs> no. Literally. Uh, at least Don't even bother, it says on Wikipedia. Where I'm looking. Little it's Penis Gibson. Adventures comes <laughs> 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 release. Ben's Quest. 
um, yeah, that PC engine thing comes out. So I don't know fucking right. much about that Turbo Graphics no. PC engine again. Yeah, did that even get released here in Australia? Not in Australia. I've, no. I've never seen, apart from being in Super Potato and seeing them used mm. in there. I've never seen one in the wild. Yeah. IRL. Uh, in terms of arcade stuff, Konami releases Contra, which is a huge one. A lot of people weren't into it. Some people were, but some people weren't. It was sort of uh, divisive. Con- okay. Controversial was what yeah, you Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got it. I got yeah, it. Okay. Adam's Quest. <laughs> yeah. It was released on the <laughs> to NES. trick everyone into what I'm saying. Legend of the pun. <laughs> no, <laughs> Double Dragon comes out in arcades. Uh, oh, and a uh, a little fighting game by the name of Street Fighting is released by Capcom in August of 1987. And no, no one really likes Street Fighter and it kind of fucking sucks if you go back and play it now. Yeah. But, you know, building blocks from little things, big things grow. I can't wait to talk about Street Fighter. I'm going to reread mm. that. There's this great article about the oral history of um, Street Fighter 2. All right. And the people making it just sound like absolute madmen. There's all these <laughs> great stories of them just in the office just being... Freaks. Yeah, it's um, I mean, yeah, uh, it, Street Fighter One does not have the same regard as Super Mario One. Like, it's no, no well, one it's talks not a good game it. though. Right, Street Fighter One, like, a didn't sort of invent that genre. That was already like the karate, whatever. Those there Kung were some Fu, games. I think came out Karateka. Is that what I'm thinking? Of? There's, but there's a <laughs> few like fighting games already. Street Fighter is almost like an also ran with right. that stuff, and it's not until two that it reinvents that wheel. Right. Um, in eighty, what the fuck year am I looking at? We're here? looking at eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. It's done. That's no, in the there's, past. There's still heaps of what stuff. What else comes out in eighty-seven? Give me one thing <laughs> that came out in nineteen eighty-seven um, that is still worth talking about. Yeah, Ben. The Master System was released in Japan. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Someone uh, has made an error on this Wikipedia page. <laughs> maybe, maybe they renamed it or something, and it wasn't the mark, whatever. Oh, maybe. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. We've, we've. Oh, Castlevania two. Oh, Punch Out comes out in eighty seven. Okay. Now yep. I'll give you Punch Out. Yeah, if you yeah. fucking open your mouth again, <laughs> ah, I will punch out. This is actually what I wanted to mention. LucasArts okay. starts becoming a real player in adventure games. Right. They released that Scum engine. Yep. Um, so Maniac Mansion is Maniac the first. Maniac Mansion mm-hmm. is the first. Yeah, yes. right. Um, so that's all kicking off. Now we're allowed to move forwards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, 1988 doesn't have that much interesting. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I reckon, yeah, you got Super Contra, you got another Dragon Quest game. You're starting to get into these things that have been established a few years earlier. Yeah, the if you're someone who in 83 was like, well, this little fad's done, yeah. all of a sudden, <sighs> yeah. in the space of three years, there's these huge, which like you said, Legend of Zelda when that first came out. Yeah. yeah. Open world, like these huge things, these yeah. huge, huge experiences that are selling heaps, that are... Yeah, I mean, you, you talked before about the wizard. Like, I was reading up on this a while ago. Like the the launch, the event of Mario Brothers three coming out. We're jumping mm. ahead a little bit, but like, it says a lot that like in a pretty short space of time, they're churning out these sequels. And even in that space of time, it's like this huge fucking event. Yeah, that this is yeah. coming out. Yeah. That the third one of these is coming out. I'm seeing here in '88, Mega Man two came out. Yeah. So Mega Man one. 
presumably came out earlier than that, <laughs> and we skipped over it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't, I didn't see it. Maybe it came out in '84, and we didn't, uh, we didn't no, do it last time. No, no, it was. I think it was '86. Oh right, okay, Mega Man. This is because at this time, yeah, sequels sequels come along within about a year or so. There are six Mega Man games on the NES. Yeah, right. So they they are fucking hanking them out. Mm. Capcom has gone wild. December eighty seven. So oh, it just wasn't listed on that page that we were (laughs) like scrolling through. Well, if they're gonna make me do my own fucking research, I'm gonna end this episode right here because there's no there's no fucking chance I'm doing that, man. Altered Beast, which I mentioned uh, just a little bit earlier, comes out. the arcade again Sega yeah. mm-hmm. is still dominating the arcades um, oh Wasteland comes out which is a game franchise I've never really dipped in on but is like an influence on Fallout so I there think? were some games that were already out by now called The Bard's Tale that oh, were right. like these th- uh, sounds fucking lame yeah <laughs> <laughs> That were like What's his tale? Oh, I got beaten up the other day <laughs> being a bard. I they they're like a different style of sort of Western RPG to what would happen later. Um and Wasteland is in that vein and it's like a precursor to Fallout right. sort of. There's some similar people involved. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um but yeah, Dragon Quest three is coming out. Bionic you got Commando. your Bionic Commandos, mm-hmm. you got mm-hmm. your fucking Doki Dokies. Ninja Gardens come along to have a little slash around. Yeah, you got your fucking John Madden football. Everybody. Oh, okay, that's interesting. That is Jonathan interesting. Madden wants to play. Yeah, EA, EA. I've, I've been noticing already in the previous years, mm. EA are just buying up other companies. Yeah, yeah in right. The late Very 80s. aggressive. Yeah, uh, but yeah, things are chugging along. Same way with any kind of console generation to this day, mm. you get a few... So, well, actually, except for this one, which didn't really seem to launch heaps of stuff early. There weren't big new sure. franchises that came along. No, I mean, we're, like, deep in the middle of a three-decade franchise-spanning thing. Like, we've got so many sequels come out in the past ten years. But then even, like, at the start of every generation, kind of, there have been some new games that are, like... The, in the one previous, like the 360, like Gears of War, for example. Oh, sure, yeah. And then I can't off the top of my head think of ones from this most recent generation where the consoles came out and then mm. it was like, and here's fucking the Assassin's Creed equivalent or whatever the new... Yeah, good point, actually. Yeah, PS3 had a bunch, like Un- Uncharted, Uncharted yeah. Last of the Us. Last of Us was PS3, yeah. And, and like Bioshock and like a whole bunch of things that, I mean, yeah. that's technically System Shock as well. But and, and yeah, Assassin's Creed, Mass Effect, a lot of things mm. that were like new. Here's this new technology. We can do this big new thing. And that didn't really happen this console generation that much. Yeah. yeah. So well, we'll just have to wait. Maybe when Death Stranding 2 comes out, we'll be Death able to Stranding. Say. Oh, of course. Oh, How yes. could I forget? Uh, um, but yeah, yeah, things are kind of just chugging along at this point. In a good way, there's a lot of good games coming out. They're chugging up. They're getting faster because, like, like you mentioned, mm. Super Mario Brothers three comes out in Japan in 1988, and that is fucking great. <laughs> it's it's a, a very good game. It's so much better than the first one as well. Yes. It it yeah. Uh, fucking does it? Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah? October 23rd, first yeah. appearance of the Koopalings. <laughs> great. Some lore. um, Yeah, for how much that It's like, you know, the first one Is very much just, hey, go to this castle Yep And then bringing in, oh, this bad guy's got kids I mean, there's still not really anything in the way of story But you kind of go through different lands a bit more Like Totally, I feel like there's more like implied backstory in 3 Yeah Like the first one is nothing There's there's almost no detail on the, the, you know, the models So it's like 
I can't even imagine what's going on yeah, here. Yeah, those little mini game houses where you do the matchup yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Biggest thing in 88 is probably that the Mega Drive launches in Japan. Mm. We'll probably save talking about Mega Drive stuff until next week. Sure. It's, yeah, like we said before, it's when a lot it hits, more 90s. Yeah, it hits Australia and the 90s really kick off. Yeah. I, Mario Brothers 3 actually, it's it's got text. It's got dialogue. Yeah, kind of, yeah, a little tiny bit. Yeah. I mean, that's just a new thing, I think, for, for, for Mario, right? No, in the first one, Toad's like... Oh, Princess yeah, Toad's like... Yeah, 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 that's true, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that was the first example of texting games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, 88 is kind of like business as usual, but 89, the one massive major thing happens, to my mind, the release of the Game Boy... Yeah, is fucking enormous. Yes, yep. that's a monumental thing that takes place in uh, 1989. Tetris. So that's the popularization of Tetris. That game mm-hmm. was made in like '84 on whatever like genuinely yeah. Soviet computer that what's his name made it on. Mm-hmm. Yep. You, you don't get analysis like this anywhere else. <laughs> that's why you come here for the big. But uh, and it had been out on the NES already. Yeah, and there and was so like an they, arcade version yeah. as well. But the Game Boy is where it really fits nicely, like a straight block into a line waiting <laughs> to happen. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's kind of it's so easy to forget because most people when they think of it, I'm sure, think Game Boy. It's right. like the, but the fact that they wanted to put it on the Game Boy because they'd had a degree of success with it on the NES. Yeah. And it still always has felt to me weird playing it on something that's not portable in some right. way, shape or form. Yeah. Playing it tethered to a TV has always felt unnatural. I think it was a pack-in. I think Tetris yeah. as well yeah. was like you got it with every Game Boy you yeah. bought. Yeah. Pack-ins right. happened a lot more back then as well. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and yeah, what a good decision. Yeah, Fucking big time. Great game, obviously, and a very good version of it on the Game Boy. Made sense. Weirdly, the Atari Lynx came out in 89 as well. I had a Lynx. Yeah, I had a Lynx as well. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. They, they, you want to talk battery chewing, those things oh, fucking brutal. sucked yeah. them down. I've yeah. got to play it like once every three months because that's when it, I would be like, please remember to buy some batteries <laughs> for this. And it, yeah, obviously it was never a priority. But, but it had colour and it was backlit and yeah. that was mm. the one that you could spin it around the other way around yeah. if you were left-handed and it had two D-pads uh, and yes. two buttons, yeah, yeah. right? I believe I only had one game for it. Yep. Uh, Paperboy. Batman Returns. Okay. Cool. And it was sick. It was really, really fun. Like it was, I'd never seen the movie. <laughs> um, yep. So I didn't really know what was going on, <laughs> but it was cool and it was very, very difficult. I'd Rampage that. on it. Oh, nice. It was sick. Yeah. I, I'd played Paperboy on my friend's Atari Lynx. Right. Yeah. At some nice. point. I remember he had this fucking setup in their car where it was plugged into the cigarette lighter and then a wire would go down under and through and was like brought up and hooked over the little handle thing up the top of the thing. Oh, yeah. So you could have nice. a car charger plugged in the links at all times. Oh, very It's nice. funny it's because crazy. it did take Nintendo a long time to get around to having colour on a handheld mm. and it just left them wide open for like the Game Gear and the link. Like as much as I love the Game Boy, just the appeal of a colour screen seemed so cool. Yeah, yeah it's, it is weird that that black and white, well, it was like green, LCD yeah. Yeah. thing was accepted as it was was as accepted as it was. Mm. Yeah, and they had the pocket which cleared it up because remember the yeah. lag on it too. Like if you're playing it a platformer, like, it was like so jittery. It was smudgy yeah. and just yeah. kind of like kind of gross looking. But it's still 
where it had that weird yeah. Super Mario Land on it, where it's like different bad guy, Man, different Super princess. Mario yeah. <laughs> yeah, Princess Daisy. Yeah. Super Mario Land was fucking great. I think that was a launch game for the... I Like, it's terrible compared to all the others now, but I remember playing that game a bunch, and I loved how weird it was. Mm. Yeah. It felt like... Because by the time I was playing that, I already kind of had an idea of what Mario stuff looked like, and everything being so different in them trying to shrink it down to the Game Boy. Yeah. Gave it this weird feeling that I enjoyed. There's some weird story about it where it's kind of developed separately in some weird way where they don't, they didn't know what was happening with. I don't know. There's some. There's yeah. something about it that kind of. I remember reading up on it a while ago. There's something about the way that it was made that kind of explains why it's so weird. Right. Like it's not them deliberately going, let's set it in the desert and have a different princess. Like it's kind of a fuck up. Right. Sort right. of like how Link's Awakening started as like a an experiment in like trying to get a link to the past on the Game Boy and they're sort sure. of doing it in secret and, you know, they put Kirby and stuff in there without even really asking anyone else at Nintendo if they mind. And, right. You know, it's, it's something a bit along those lines. But um, we will do a little bit of intrigue for you on the podcast. <laughs> go, go, go back on. and listen to our first half of Super Mario Brothers history. Oh, yeah. yeah, we probably talk about it there. It's like episode. <laughs> I actually have no idea, but it was ages ago. You can look it up. We did that as a free. But as there's free levels app. where you you you're controlling a little submarine and yeah, right. yeah. it's got and it's plane. got this weird thing where when he's oh, is it I the fire mushroom like that. Yeah. they bounce around a lot more. They're like ah. balls yeah. more than more than fire balls, which is still a type of ball, I guess. <laughs> More of an orb. Uh, yeah, you got Super Mario Land. Uh, Golden Axe comes out. Yep. I guess in the arcades probably. Yep. Uh, originally. Um, I used to love Golden Axe. Yeah. It was uh, beat em up games, man. Beat em up games. I guess they, they they do still kind of exist. Again, like Devil May Cry-ish type of yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. Essentially beat em ups. Yeah. I was playing a bit of uh, Streets of Rage 4 the oh, other yeah. day. Oh, right. When we're back. Not allowed to talk about it. I know, it. I know. <laughs> we'll Just teasing. Just teasing. June 18th. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Sim City comes out in 1989. Yeah, fucking, huge. Yeah, huge. Sid, that's no Sid Meier's Civilization. When's yes. that fucking coming out? Will Wright is is Sim City. Yeah, yeah, Maxis. Um, Civilization out yet? Is it out? Where yet? the fuck Civilization? Like uh, the Ducktales game for the NES. Oh, oh yes, the classic. Yeah. Um, and then. I think a pretty big one on the on the PC is Prince of Persia. Yes, mm. yeah, huge. Or it, huge. it comes out on the Apple II initially, apparently. Did we talk about that maybe on a on a Patreon episode as well? Because we've definitely talked about like the rotoscoping and how that all that animation stuff was yeah. done. Like yeah. it's it's a fascinating game, and I, I, yeah, I I'm I, I always was really scared by it when I played it <laughs> as a kid. It's weird looking, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. To go back to Ducktales briefly, this is a thing that exists kind of around this time that doesn't exist anymore mm. which is cool very good japanese developers getting a crack with a western license sure you know ah, economy making yeah. all those cool ninja turtles the games goof troop game yeah on the snes yeah 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 well the first ninja turtles game comes out uh, on the nes this year those were like the beat em up ones i guess right yes the arcade ones the beat em up one there was yeah. also like a, a one that was developed just for the nest that was pretty brutal yeah that's the one really that hard. i had it was fucking impossible top the, down in the bits and yes. then you go into the sewers yeah it was really fucking hard yes yeah. one thing we've not really talked about that much and runs kind of counter that seal approval thing or like serves to prove the point that it was only a money-based thing rather mm. than a quality thing there are so many shit licensed games coming yeah. out around this time oh yes of like bad fucking back to the future games mm -hmm. and all that mm -hmm. this is where movies especially 
changed in how they existed. I guess Star Wars did it initially. Everything has to have a tie-in and a, yeah. right, like a McDonald's toy. And all the and Ghostbusters and whatever of the world that yep. take place during the 80s, all the games that are made after them are fucking dog shit. 80 million percent of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say 89, but like, nah, 90 something percent of the time <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. in Co- this era. Economy and Capcom just like ha- having those licenses and making genuinely really good games mm. yeah. with just a cool coat of paint on it, little Scrooge McDuck running around. <laughs> like, yeah, they, yeah, they're kind of the outliers, but like, yeah, these, these Western licenses being farmed out to Japanese companies as opposed to like, I guess, a Western company making a game based on an American movie and not really knowing what they're doing in terms of making a game. But it, happen, it happens sometimes where you get like the Mummy Demastered and those sort of ones mm. where it's like they kind of just made whatever game and then yeah. they're like, all right, I guess we'll put fucking Fred Flintstone in this. Who yeah. Cares? Yeah. Um, man, yeah. the Game Boy was good. So December 15th, this is probably the key date for the year, Hudson Soft releases Bonk's Adventure. <laughs> Damn, Bonk's, bonk, bonk's Adventure, colon... Bonk's Quest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Introducing the Turbo Graphic 16 mascot and starting the Bonk franchise, which really... <laughs> how many games were there in the Bonk franchise? I played a bit of Bonk a little while ago. It's not bad. Oh, yeah? It's actually all right. <laughs> Keep you off at night, did it? <laughs> yeah, you guys good. had fun last night? Good oh, we played a little Bonk. Yeah. yeah. Damn. <laughs> okay. I was also playing this other launch game Hudson called Hart. Rumpy Pumpy Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there was actually heaps of Bonk games. One, two, yeah, three, Bonk four, was around for a while. Seven. And then Son of Bonk. Was that the original Son of? You know, like Son of the Mask? And the all original yeah. Son of. When, when, what was the first thing that was like, this is <laughs> Son of What this. was the first thing to have a child? <laughs> yeah. But to specifically be like Son of. Yeah, good. that's a that's a good pop culture question. Yeah. what was It the, can't be Bonk. What was the guy There's thinking? absolutely no way <laughs> nah. that it's Bonk. Nah. Son of... <laughs> Try, try like, see if you can find it, Ben. I want, I, Origin of Son of. Because I think the other and I don't know. Do you have anything more to say about the Game Boy? It was so huge, but I feel like everyone kind of knows. Touch on it, it a little more in the nineties, maybe. Yeah, because well, then, then you it got, gets into the spin-offs and then you got the pocket and the color yeah. coming out. Mm. Yeah, um, the Super War- Game Boy, Wario Land Three. Sorry, War- Mario Land Three. Oh no, that's that'd again, be in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, the, I think the only other massive thing. From the 80s Because like We haven't talked about PC games as much There's a million Fucking DOS games That are coming out yeah. At this yeah. time Yeah that's true uh, A lot of them Are available for free To browse around On like abandoned web- Websites You can find them Pretty easily Yeah now. I had a Who Framed Roger Rabbit um, oh. DOS game That had, had came it. on About 10 different Floppy disks That you had <laughs> yeah. to like Install And it took like An and hour after, to after saw After Tommy saw Jessica Rabbit in the game So did he <laughs> Came on about 10 floppy disks as well. Oh, Jesus. my God. Wow. <laughs> Tell you what. I think that not many pixels in that waist. Ten, ten from a floppy, <laughs> Damn, she's looking good. Ten, ten from a floppy disk into a hard drive, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> she had pixels all the way up to her hips. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I really batted my little dick off over that cartoon rabbit, yeah. if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it was still just a, a three-inch floppy. But, That'd be know. so funny. Watching Roger Rabbit be like, fuck, that rabbit's hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We all jack we all jack off to the rabbit yeah. in, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Right? Oh, Look yeah, at those giant so feet. Hot. No, 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 yeah. like her husband. What's his fucking name? Doc Brown? What's the actor's name? <laughs> Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, he was good looking in that movie. <laughs> oh. When his eyes pop out. Talking cab. Boy, I'd like to <laughs> put my banana in that tailpipe. Uh, yeah, I want to fuck Bob Hoskins. <laughs> Shauna <laughs> dip my dick in that vat of acid the shoe dies in. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Richard Gere put one of the weasels up his ass. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's an old urban legend I heard. 
<laughs> I had to pay quite a lot of money for it, but I got that cartoon car to stomp its tire on my dick. Oh. Felt good. Um, oh, that's the end of the eighties. <laughs> well, there's one more thing. So yeah, there's uh, more. Sorry, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Let's finish at the end of our conference. Oh, wait a minute. One more thing. <laughs> uh, the yeah, we haven't talked about computer stuff as much, but I feel like the DOS stuff early nineties that bleeds hugely into because like there's some PC games that come out in the nineties that mm. are the biggest in the world. Yeah, yes. But the the computer stuff is still a little off to the side in the late eighties. Yeah. yeah, a little non-mainstream. Except for some games that premiere in in version 3.0 of Microsoft Windows, which is released towards the end of 89, I believe. Oh, right. And those are Solitaire and Minesweeper. Oh, nice. Which are genuinely probably the games I've put the most time into over the course of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I I was actually never a Minesweeper guy, but I played a lot of Solitaire. A lot of people didn't understand Minesweeper out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I did. Took me a long time. Like when I was playing a a Windows 3.1 PC. Yeah. I was super young. Like I d- I would have played it in the early 90s. Right. Um they used to get children to go sweep for mines in nature. <laughs> 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 There's some war zones where that happens. So you you were prime age to do That's it. That's true, yeah. I didn't have the on-the-job training. Because they're light enough that if they push the pressure plate, it's not necessarily going to get oh, them. that's very interesting. It's smart. It's yeah. clever. It should be done. <laughs> <laughs> it's good business. Yeah, yeah, yeah it makes it sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... So yeah, that that I think that's kind of cool that that came out, and that so Windows starts being a thing soon. Yeah. Or Windows three point whatever. Yeah. Uh, but DOS is still the primary game platform until ninety five comes around. Totally, right. and right. I think yeah, next episode or next time we do one of these, um, yeah, we'll get into the Mega Drive. We'll get into PC gaming in a big way. I think that's probably yeah. where yeah. early nineties DOS is is. The shit. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That the is SNES. probably the actual dawn of my gaming because I yeah. don't think we got a NES until like 93 or 94, something like that. Like yeah. the first games I played were on wow. PC. Early 90s DOS, you got the SNES, you got the Mega Drive Ooh. and you start coming into the, maybe that's the time to talk about the 3DOs sure. and the fucking weird ass, like the CDIs mm-hmm. yep. and all those sort of things. Yep. The Neo Geo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. So well, yeah, that'll uh, be the 90s. Let's yeah. wrap this one up. That's the 80s done and dusted, yep. fellas. Yep. Um, See you later, flock of seagulls haircut. <laughs> Hello, flock of seagulls eating my chips <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that I enjoyed in the 90s. The classic yeah, 90s yeah, yeah. pastime. We, did, we recorded this episode on cocaine. Next week, it's heroin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take um, GHB in the 2000s. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. And, uh, yeah, you can head to filthycasuals.com.au for links to all the other stuff that we have. We've got the Patreon. You can get a bonus episode every week. Um, We've got our premium episodes on Bandcamp. We've got our Let's Plays on our YouTube channel. Uh, We'll see you next week for the first part of the look back at the 90s. and uh, Probably next week. If there's big news and stuff, we might take a little gap between yeah. doing the... I, we'll try to keep the two decade episodes together. Yeah. And the yeah. idea is to do all six of these kind of for fun at once. Yeah. But if some shit Something happens that we want to talk breaks. about, maybe yeah. we'll... we'll Delay a do week a catch or whatever. Up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I knew the thing where I have to say something at the end of the episode was coming up, so I googled '80s sayings. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna read the top few '80s sayings. <laughs> okay. Okay. Lead him in. I, right. I promise you that this is the first one that came up. Okay. okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. See ya.
No, <laughs> come on. <laughs> All right, thanks very much for listening. As hey, we because we're in real life as well. You could see how disappointed my know, face was then too. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. Gag me with a spoon. <laughs> That's genuinely barf me out is the next one. Fat, bad, bag your face. What's your damage? Have a cow. No duh. No do is classic. That's an old timer. That shouldn't be on the list of things no one says anymore. Well, gag me with a spoon. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.